0: Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. The beast has been released. <laughs> okay. Palamides is out of the bathroom.
1: The goose is loose.
0: The goose is so loose. Um. Yeah. So we decided to introduce the cats. Um. You know, we've been doing uh kind of a, a trade-off in the bedroom. Like, you know, Pal's like main yeah, base was in the bathroom. Baby. Yeah, so and then, like, we'd let him out into the bedroom and then we'd let Amira into the bedroom and then you know, like, back and forth. Not stellar. Well, it's only been I a week,
1: so I'd be kind of amazed if it went, like, so amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's what I, I mean, he was... Oh, he's a big he's boy. He's outside my door. He is a big boy. Huh?
1: You know, maybe you have to do, like, d- door time. Like, that's what we did with Minnow and KK for, like, weeks. Yeah? Yeah, like, let them, like, sniff at each other through a door. Um, well, that's
0: what they have been doing.
1: Yeah, I know, but, like, I'm saying, like, you know, you gotta slow it down sometimes if it's not... But t- how-, how did it go? Tell me more.
0: Oh Well, so, I mean, you know, part of me part of me, definitely hoped Amira would just embrace him and be like, ugh... Oh, finally a friend but not so much uh she was she's a little hissy she did some she did some deep growls like (laughs) i was kind of i was like that's my little warrior cat i
1: mean honestly that sounds like more from all the research I did before, like, Minnow and KK were introduced, like, it's usually the older, more established cat who can be more aggressive, so...
0: Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, Pal is taking it very well. He's taking it like a champ. Um, You know, he's kind of skirting around her, but he's also exploring, and, you know, he gets to roam around the house. He was just feeling a little too cooped up in the in the rooms, and...
1: Are you still going to put so. him back in the room, though?
0: Um, that's a good question. Thank you. I don't know sure. if you... Yeah. Because
1: you don't want them yeah, to fight. Okay.
0: And that's true. That's true. I don't.
1: Give her time. Yeah. Because, like...
0: To s- some space. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a really good idea. Thank you.
1: And also, and that way, um, you know, they both get time to hang calm down. Because I'm sure he's, like... All right, this lady hates me.
0: <laughs> so you know, yeah. He's um, like, "Hey, big." I mean, hey, she's sp- curious, though. You know, she keeps kind of coming down, kind of like I'm yeah, gonna look and, at you, know, you and you know, a minute, hiss and run away.
1: In, in this, I will say, she's like. Really established in this space, like she's really comfortable. Like in other places, yeah. You probably just moved. There was already a cat there, or the cats you guys moved together. So she's like, "All right, let's trauma bond, baby." So, um
0: yeah, yeah. So this, think, yeah, it's know, definitely just give time. a different situation. So,
1: um, uh, the two things that really help feeding together: if you have a set feeding time, or even having oh, snacks yeah? together, yeah. It okay. That way, they know they're not in competition with each other. They're both going to be provided food. And oh. like it's kind of like feeding together and sleeping together are two big signs of okay, they trust each other.
0: So, okay, so I'll try to try to give some treats with them together. Yeah,
1: that's what my sister suggested, and that really helped with KK mm-hmm. Minow. Um, so she did that with her when she because she's introduced two cats now. Um, yeah, so and I think honestly, I think Amir will come around. She's a she's
0: yeah, I, I think so, too. I mean, you know, she was the same way with the dog. There's someone new in the house that she doesn't know, you know?
1: Yeah, and she's already shown that she's curious about uh, mm-hmm. him, you know? I think she knows, oh, that's a cat, you know? Because you said the first day you brought him yeah. me out, she was like, hmm?
0: She was like, excuse me?
1: <laughs> so I think it'll probably be easier, because at least she can communicate with this animal <laughs> in the same way. Yes. So, and... and Yes. a pal reads the signs he's like oh she's hissing i'll back off i'm like you know yeah. <laughs> Vinny who's like
0: all right that's a noise <laughs> he's like oh when i when i arch my back like that it's a play bow you want to yeah. play with me
1: and the fact that he's uh he's a young boy i think he'll he'll get he'll he'll follow her lead and be like oh you're the boss yeah. got it lady
0: we're definitely I got a little tag engraved and I got a little um I misjudged the collar size at Petco. So I got to go get a smaller collar.
1: Cute. We can grow into that but one.
0: <laughs> I do no, know. This is for oh, no. big cat. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um um something else my cousin pointed out cuz you're talking about outdoor ideas for him uh and I know you mm-hmm. mentioned like a harness. But I don't know what you could do for your rental. But you could always do like a little catio on one of your windows.
0: Yeah, I don't think a catio is realistic in this rental situation. Yeah, but that was you know kind we are planning. But we are planning on buying a place like yeah next year. So then then they can get the. I was like, I told JJ, I'm like, get ready to plan a catio, baby. <laughs> You I can get to do hear the work. Home
1: Depot theme song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yup.
1: It's like your bathroom's unfinished, but the cadio has to be done first, guys.
0: <laughs> yup. Uh, I definitely ordered... Um, I ordered an Apple AirTag for Pal.
1: Oh, smart. Because
0: is I can he'll... already tell that he is going to try to run. Artist. Yeah, he's going to try to run out the door. Um So I got him, like, the Air air AirTag. Like, I did a lot of research and, like, honestly, it was kind of like, oh, the AirTags. Oh, I don't need to advertise for AirTags. Anyways, Um, so I got him a little thing that, like, will attach to his collar so it's not, like, dangly, though. It's, like, on it so it shouldn't, like, bother him, hopefully. I mean, he's never worn a collar before, so I guess we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, he's 10 months. I think he'll probably, it's a little old to start on a collar, but, you know, you don't know till you try, and I think it's a responsibility Well, exactly.
0: To oh, d- for sure. And hey, no, if, uh, he doesn't
1: wear it, well, got an air tag for your keys. Uh,
0: <laughs> I got it. JJ's like, you need one for your wallet. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I do. Why aren't you rocking the chain wallet? Come on. You oh can gosh, rock it.
0: But I'd still you still I still take my wallet out of my pocket.
1: Yeah, that's why you attach it with a chain to your belt loop.
0: But what if I don't want my wallet in my pocket? I work from home.
1: Then you just let it dangle and let people take it, I guess. I don't know why. All right, <laughs> to fair. <tell> you. <laughs> you don't want well, a bag, you don't want a chain wallet.
0: <laughs> so Amira is defending her territory like a Shadow Clan warrior
1: the queen we know she you is. know
0: yes um Vinny, on the other hand is just ecstatic he See, is friends. so
1: you finally you're are. both in the
0: same room <laughs> i mean they oh they have been they have been um but i feel like it's really been blossoming lately i i sent you that picture where no i'm saying Vinny's ground.
1: excited because now both of his cats are in the same oh, room with yeah them.
0: Yeah, he's, he's like, like, yay! And then they're yeah, like hissing. No, like, oh, I know Vinny
1: and, and and Pal are just always chilling together. They're so cute. We'll have to post more of those photos. He, I'm, I'm so glad everyone uh, loved the photos so much of Pal. He's very it, he's very elegant. Um,
0: he is. He's a majestic little just guy. a little hint
1: of Skrunk. So he's going
0: beautiful. <laughs> hey, he came out of the woods, okay? I saved him I, but from that, the blackberry bushes. It makes him bushes. look great.
1: <laughs> so... Um,
0: yeah, yeah I, think, pal- I think
1: it'll go well. I'm glad, you know, just, you know, give, yeah. give him time, t- make him take breaks. And I think, honestly, um, from all the research I did, like, <laughs> Minnows and KKs was so complex because it was Minnow being a little brat. Now, they started fighting <laughs> recently. I think it's the heat. Like, the, fighting as in, like, uh, they just are still trying to establish who's the dominant one. Um, mm. And so we have to break up their fights sometimes. But it is... Very funny, because every time Minnow just corners herself, and KK approaches with one paw up, ready to take <laughs> her down, and it's just like, all right, guys. <sighs> every Tuesday, every every afternoon, and it's always like one of, one of us gets home from work, and then they're like, hey, watch what we can do. <laughs> I'm like, great. I love getting home after a stressful of work to my cats just beating the absolute crap out of each other. Um, love this, guys. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in that in that picture I sent you, pal's like reaching towards Vinny on the floor. He like reaches out a paw, like very uh creation of Adam. Yeah. Like. But Vincent was just kind of like, what are you doing with that? <laughs> he
1: was like <laughs> He's like, I know what those weapons can do.
0: Yeah, especially because poor Amira's just been taking it all out on him. Like she stopped hissing at the door, but she'll still hiss at Vinny if Vinny walks out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> hey he that's really good like, i mean oh, she's no. she's getting,
1: let her warm up to the idea and give him breaks and so, you know even um yeah if he's not wanting to be cooped up you could always just put a mirror in the room you know and let her
0: yeah she also doesn't like to be he's actually you know he's actually been pretty good um he's really taken a liking to the top of the cat tree like every time i open my bedroom nice. door he is curled up in that cat tree it's so like, I think he likes it in there
1: stuff now because she has to accept the yeah. fact that there's someone else here in the territory because I think as long as she didn't like outright attack him, you're probably gonna do pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, she she definitely did not. We had a we had a little incident where he kind of jumped up on a ledge she was on and she did not like that. Yeah, But otherwise, she has just kind of been like watching. Yeah, not that's the thing with Like
1: Minnow and KK is like, they'll fight, they'll beat the crap out of each other. But then they'll just lay down on the same couch and be like, mm, all right. It's like, okay, you got, do you like each other or not? And it's like, they're very much sibling energy.
0: <laughs> oh, bless them. Well, have you read anything, Brenna? Uh,
1: yeah, I have, actually. I, um, I totally uh, forgot this last time because we had to talk about our very exciting news. Um, yeah. But yeah, in the... Sort of spirit of spooky things because, um, Ooh. I've actually read two things, but I'm going to keep one of them a secret because it'll probably be it's going to be a future cat fact. Um, and I've
0: actually read a bunch of things,
1: yeah, awesome. Um, yeah. but if I guess anyone who follows my story graph or Goodreads knows, or <laughs> um, but I I'm currently listening to The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. You know, we love Shirley Jackson here. And I, I'm listening to this about halfway through it now. Um, it's due this week, so I have to finish it. Um, and uh, I know that there's, like, that Netflix show based on
0: it. So... Um, oh, you haven't seen that? It's so good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I've heard it's really good, and I'm just like, ah. I, it's, it's so funny, li- li- listening to the book, because I know that there are gay people in the, I'm like, there's lesbians in the horror. There's lesbians in the horror, and I'm, like, listening to it, and I'm like, hmm, I can see where the lesbians came in here. Because <laughs> there's a woman oh, who lives okay. with her roommate, and it's like, oh, how interesting. Uh, so I was there's, really, like,
0: there's, like, a, maybe a little uh, taste
1: yeah, no, I know, I know it's probably different than the actual book, but the book is, there, there were two young women who immediately became friends, and I was like, wow, these girls are gay, and they're like, we're cousins, I was like, ah, okay, maybe we're cousins, one of them thinks they're cousins, and one doesn't agree that they're cousins, so they're not quite sure, I don't know, it's a very- Wild. It's very Shirley Jackson, I'm enjoying it so far, uh, five people, or four people are like, we're gonna go stay at a haunted house and see what it does to us psychologically, this can't go badly. <laughs>
0: So I've read a few things. I'm just going to name a couple of them. Uh, So I read Alive by Piers Paul Reed. And that's about, um, it's a true story. So it's like the full account of the plane that went down in the Andes. Hmm. Where like 16 people survived like 72 days. Yeah. On the mountain. I mean, amazing story. And it goes into, like, everything that their families were doing to find them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it was it was very good. It was uh, riveting. Um, and, I mean, man, what they went through. A lot. Um, um, on a lighter note, I read the... Fu- nah, don't put the lighter note thing in. <laughs> I also read, or, or I listened to The Fire, The Water, and Maudie McGinn by Sally J. Pla. And that is a I think it's a I think it's a it's a it's juvenile fiction on tagged on Libby. So Mm. age appropriate, cool. Um, and it's about a girl and she has autism and her mother has married this man. And I mean, look at the it there is um child abuse. and she's suffering if
1: you look at the link in the description it'll go to the story graph which will have all of the uh trigger warnings that folks that we always every time i link a book it's always to the story graph so everyone can check out the trigger warnings
0: but her her dad and her lose his cabin in california to the wildfires and so she goes and uh they stay somewhere on the beach like a campground by the beach And she learns to surf. And I I was like, this is the lighter note story.
1: (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, (sighs) it has some, it's realistic. It's ups and downs. I see.
0: It's, yes, ups and downs. The ending is good. Like, it's good. You know, it's a, it's like a young adult middle grade book. So nice. It it does it well.
1: It's realistic.
0: Yeah. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Are you ready for Yellow Fang's secret?
1: I can't wait. Shh, shut up! I want to meet my wife
0: because I'm Emberheart,
1: and I'm Tangled
0: Tongue, and this is Warrior Cats. What
1: is that? Very much doing a stage whisper, um, but I can't. You know what? There's, I'm running out of wives that we haven't read the books about because we've read Blue Star's prophecy. Um, yes, and I mean she's an honorary wife, Maple Shade. I wouldn't marry her, but I think she just has to have a spot um, because she's an evil woman, and I love that. So <laughs> I think like legally she <laughs> has to be one of my wives, um, but. Yeah. Yeah, like oh, okay, I can't really let like if she applies for the club, I I have to let her in. Is someone joining you?
0: Yeah. No, I was just looking at all the super editions and seeing if there were any other potential wives for you.
1: I mean, I think I we've we're already we've only explored two series so far, so there's so many cats Characters I've not met, and you guys. Here's the thing: whether they have husbands or not, still doesn't mean that they can't be my wife, um, as seen by Blue Star and Yellow Fang. So, um, I mean, I'm what I'm not excited about is to fall out of love with Yellow Fang, and I'm a little, I, I'm, I'm excited to do her story. Um, but yeah. I'm I'm excited to hear more about her life. You know, this will be the first time we've been in Shadow Clan, like in Shadow Clan. Yes. So that's it really is exciting. It's your first time
0: in Shadow Clan. I really yeah. I, what I
1: liked about um Kirkwood Stars' uh promise was uh being in River Clan. So, I'm I'm excited to uh to be in Shadow Clan. So, I'm looking forward to that. Um I'm I'm looking forward to her backstory, her like life uh, cuz you know, we honestly did not we were, I would say her life, we were probably only there for like one third of it, maybe less, you know?
0: She was already pretty old.
1: Yeah. She was older. I don't think she was like ancient by any standards. No, she, no,
0: she definitely wasn't. She had definitely
1: lived uh, a life before she came to Thunder Clan.
0: <laughs> she's just like, she's almost a year older than Blue Star. So.
1: God, they, they, they were married, huh?
0: Yeah. Uh, I wanted to grab the book and show you this cover. Oh, she's so beautiful. So handsome.
1: Look at her. It's, it's pretty. The Wayne the McLaughlin are so pretty. cover.
0: Yeah, the, the, the OG covers are gorgeous.
1: Ooh. What's that plant in front of her?
0: Um, that's a great idea. Hopefully it's an herb, right?
1: It would make sense. I mean, I feel like they do that a lot with the medicine cats. So they're like, here's an herb this means something Mm. what was the poison that she used to eventually kill her son Uh, this is fun because like i know how her story ends but unlike like yeah um, quite a few of the other characters um like i don't actually know that much about her until the very end so blue star i've quite a bit about Draw. i think i also didn't know that much about him
0: no, um, I would say you I didn't know a lot about Cricket Star.
1: Maple Shade, I knew how things ended, but apparently not. I didn't know she was about to go no, on in a slasher you quest, thought you knew. So, you know, I'm excited. Let's. Uh, who wrote this?
0: Okay, so uh Yellowfang Secret was written by Cherith Baldry, and it was published October 9th, 2012. This is the fifth super edition. And fun fact. There were no territories map included in here. Like, in every book, you know, there's, like, a map of the territories. Yeah. Not so.
1: You said October 9th, 2012? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Yellow Fang. The number one song in the U.S. was One More Night by Maroon 5. I liked that song, but I'm not, like, a fan of Maroon 5, so...
0: Yeah, not really. It was,
1: wait, it was Diamonds by Rihanna in the UK, because that's more representative, because this is UK Facebook.
0: Yeah, uh, what's
1: that song again? Beautiful like diamonds in the sky. That one, right?
0: And isn't that, isn't that Yellowfang? Hang on, I have to look up and make sure that's the the right Rihanna
1: song. Yeah, shine bright like a diamond. All right, yeah, we, we can vibe with that. Yeah. I miss what Rihanna saying.
0: I'm glad that she's still doing good, but I do miss her music. <laughs> anyway. So, this is a little more anecdotal, but um, Yellow Secret's kind of widely regarded as one of the super editions with like the most inconsistencies from canon.
1: Uh, that you kind of mentioned that there was some um, creative timeline
0: time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. There's some there's some funny stuff with the timeline, and I'll try to bring it up with the more egregious stuff to point it out to you for funsies. But stuff like, um, they're supposed to be dead by now in the book we just read. Uh.
1: Do you think this is? I'm just kind of postulating here because I don't know about necessarily what you're talking about until we get to those points. But yeah, this was definitely written well after the first series, right? Oh yeah. And I'm guessing, like the stuff with Yellow Fang in Star Clan happens after the first series too. Do you think that yeah. they kind of just like forgot who she was as a character?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I I think they just were like, we need a cat to do this. Oh, hey, Yellow Fang. Okay.
1: Do you think that's Would happening you, in hey. this book, or is this book more? Is this Yellow Fang? as we knew her alive or yellow fang in star clan like am i gonna start seeing this characterization now
0: no no you will not see that okay characterization. Just, i was curious before so. we got into it because i no definitely pre-star clan yellow fang um with some wild twists but um yeah Okay. And then the other ones with the, a lot of inconsistencies is Leopard Star's Honor and One Star's Confession. Just a lot of like name mess ups, and you know, I don't Something know. Make nerds a series care Bible. about? Just kidding.
1: Yeah, we care.
0: So, um, we're going to start about seven years before Firestar comes to the forest as Little Rusty. God, so that's when Yellowfang is born. <laughs> For a warrior cat, nothing really make it to like eight, <laughs> right? But um, so we kind of have we kind of have our four kind of like prequel super edition like the the um four powers of each clan. We've got Blue Star, Tall Star, Crooked Star, Yellow Fang.
1: Oh, sorry, Tall so, Star. Like, you'll join the, f- the you'll join the club soon.
0: Yes, um, but just to put it in perspective, like um where all those characters kind of fall Uh-huh. Uh, Yellowfang is born 2 seasons after Tallstar. So Tallstar is the oldest. Um and then Tallstar she was made born- it to the, the other place. Holy crap. Tallstar should have Poor Tallstar. <laughs> he went through too he much. He made it there as like a shambling corpse. I think the nine but lives yeah, sometimes longevity. are maybe more of a
1: punishment.
0: <laughs> right? Um, and then two seasons after Yellowfang is born is when Crooked Star is born. And then okay. one more season after that, so three seasons after Yellowfang is born, Blue Star is born. So they're all kind of same. nearly within a year. Yeah.
1: Man, they really made, they really kind of did Yellowfang a disservice. They made, really made her seem like she was ancient compared to everyone else. Um. <laughs> right? Like, then even, again, like, even Tallstar these... was, like, he's he's actually, like, a, a, a lich, but in reality, <laughs> like, he just looks, like, super great and spry and young, because we haven't decided how old he is.
0: Well, yeah, and obviously all of these books were written after the first series. Yeah. So, well, how much they took ages into, m- they have never really taken timelines into consideration before.
1: And I'll be honest, um, the whole, like, the fact that some of these cats do have nine lives, I think, kind of probably messes with their lifespan. Um, yeah. Because, like, I think, realistically, a lot of these cats, a lot of these cats don't even make it to adulthood. Um, and the ones yeah. that do, usually, like, you know, we do have elders. We have, like, three elders to, like, you know, the 15 adults. So, um, yeah. I would say Yellowfang is probably the outlier here because she's the only one out of those three who didn't get nine lives and hey oh yeah you're right as long as she did
0: (laughs) yeah and i mean like it was shown that blue star was like getting old and kind of like senile almost and part of that was like her trauma but it was also said to be like oh she looks so old and stuff so they were definitely categorizing
1: i wonder these as old the, once you get on like your eighth or seventh life if the age stuff kind of advances I don't know
0: yeah so, like, it, it, the yeah. nine lives don't keep you young no no they just heal whatever killed you so it's like oh my kidney failed I guess that kidney is healed but if your liver is not doing well then that'll get you next
1: we took the cancer away <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, all right. Are you ready for a prologue? Let yeah. Let's get to the book.
0: (laughs) The clan's medicine cats gather at the Moonstone. Sage Whisker, Hawkheart, and Milkfur are addressed by Goosefeather. Goosefeather is going to present Featherpaw as his apprentice. Milkfur? Do you remember?
1: Didn't Milkfur find a body
0: recently? Oh, no, remember, this is that milk fur's daughter.
1: Oh, it's the double milk (laughs) fur?
0: Yeah, this is the double milk fur. Actually, it might be a triple milk. No, I think it's got to be a double milk fur. But yes, this is one of the milk furs. (laughs) Okay. But hey, um,
1: wait, who Goosefeather's? Oh, his apprentice, right. The other, yeah, feather.
0: remember Feather Whisker? Yeah, this is when he's just a little Feather Paw. Aww. So, Feather Paw is a bit nervous, but Bramble Paw assures him that he'll know what to do, it'll be awesome.
1: Can we not? God, there's always brambles here. I don't know who you are. Who is this, though? This Brambleberry.
0: Our favorite cro- Crooked oh, Star's mom. She, is
1: she so she's an apprentice right now?
0: Yeah, this is when she's an apprentice. She just started. So That's
1: Baby. So
0: cute. The moon lights up the stone and Goosefeather performs the ceremony. Is it his wish to share the deepest knowledge of Star Clan as a Thunder Clan medicine cat? Featherpaw says yes it is. Goosefeather presents him to Star Clan, addressing the Moonstone. Featherpaw crouches and presses his nose to the stone, and the other medicine cats take up the same position around him. Featherpaw is in Star Clan. Malofur greets him. Featherpaw gasps. He's missed her so much. I don't think Malofur was. That wasn't mentioned in Blue Star's Prophecy. I don't know who this is. Yeah, who's... Okay. says, she will always be with him, my dear. And I was like, is that his mom? And I'm like, no, that's not his mom. His mom's lark song or something. Anyways, so she comes um, and she says it's good to see him here. And um, that, you know, she hopes this is the first time of many. She leaves him, going to join a ginger tom, and they vanish through the undergrowth together. So he's just like... So who's that? Do we know her? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't. I guess Featherpaw does. All right. Another voice calls Featherpaw's name. There's a black tom almost hidden in the shadow of a holly bush. His voice is low and urgent. As he tells him to come to him, Featherpaw goes to him and asks, "Who he is? What does he want?"
1: You good? His name
0: is Molepelt. Oh! And he, Molepelt. That's a cute name. And he has a message for Featherpaw. Featherpaw, my first time here. and eyes, I have a message. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's what he says. He's like, "Wow, first time. That is so great." Molepelt grunts. He may not think so once he hears what it is. Oh. Molepelt says a dark force is on its way with the power to pierce deep into the heart of ThunderClan. And it will be brought by a ShadowClan medicine cat.
1: Hey, that's my girl!
0: What? Featherpaw's voice squeaks.
1: You're just going to put that on me? I'm, a, I'm a, like a child. Don't you want to talk to the adult?
0: <laughs> uh, would you
1: trust Goosefeather with something like that? Yeah, the ghosts talk to him all the time. What's Molepelt's beef? Um,
0: well, if Featherpaw says that can't be right, medicine cats have no enemies. They don't cause trouble for other clans. Uh, Molepelt like ignores think. his protest. He says a long time ago. He was the Shadow Clan medicine cat. His clanmates in him did great wrong to another clan, a clan that belonged in the forest just as much as the rest of them. Oh, hey! So of course, Sky Clan. Yeah, Molepelt. Yeah, Sky Clan. So he's talking about Sky Clan. Uh, they were driven out by the other clan's selfishness, and he knew what they did was wrong, and he has waited. His heart full of dread for the clans to be punished for it.
1: So, Yellowfang's punished. Is it her son? Like, <laughs> I'm so confused. Is that the evil?
0: Punished? Featherpaw asks, how? The time has come. Molepelt's eyes are wide, unfocused. <laughs> A poison will spring from the heart of Shadow Clan and spread to all the other clans. His voice raises to a soft, eerie wail. A storm of blood and fire will sweep through the forest. Featherpaw stares at him in horror. I don't think any of this had anything to do with Sky Clan. Actually, this is just mole pelt.
1: Okay, wait, and the fire? That happens like. Oh, that does kill her. That does kill.
0: Oh, that does kill Yellow Fan. I think it's talking about, uh, Firestar versus Scourge in blood, uh, the blood clan battle. This
1: is so far in the past. Like, I'm confused. Yeah. Why do we do this? Why do we give people messages that will not be relevant until after, like, everyone here in this scene who is alive is dead by the time that this comes to fruition. So wait, okay. This would make more sense if it was talking about, um, we are not even through the prologue, guys. Um, but no. it would make more sense if it was talking about who who was her son?
0: Broken Star. Broken
1: Star's kind of a crap piece of crap. He did some bad stuff. No, yeah.
0: He's yeah, and he's right that something bad is gonna come from Yellowfang and Shadow Clan, which is Broken yeah, Star. But then now he's talking
1: about fire and I'm like, Whoa, 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 that's a couple seasons ahead. We're
0: skipping. I'm going to circle back to that once um, somebody else enters the conversation and explains a little more. Okay,
1: all right. Mulfur, continue to have your breakdown. It's fine.
0: A powerful black and white tom pushes his way through the holly. He demands to know what Pelt is doing. Why is he willing to spill all of this to a Thunderclan apprentice? He doesn't know that this is the time. (laughs) So, this is kind of an interesting thing. If, like, Clan just, like, has all of these messages we, but, we've but doesn't about really know.
1: Like, this came up before. This came up with, um... Didn't this happen with Goosefeather's Prophecy? Where they drop something on Goosefeather that does not happen until way in the future?
0: Yeah, I think so. So they just
1: kept throwing... So why like... do they keep telling stuff to... Th- why ThunderClan? We know they're the main characters, but come
0: on. You guys are... Well, because Thunderclan is going to be um, affected by this. Because Broken Stars is like, not breaking the Thunderclan. Clan. Like, hey. Yeah, I don't know. But see, I kind of like this. No, it's um, fun. that. Okay, well, I'm just going to continue. Yeah. Well, Mole Pelt snorts. Hollow Belly was once his apprentice and tells him to not forget it. He knows he's right.
1: Hollow Belly is a good name.
0: Hollow a great name. Hungy?
1: Hungy. Well, ho- can you, I can imagine. It's like a, the kid whose mom died. And they're like, hollow. Oh, Jesus. Think about it. Th- Th- Shadow Clan, they would use that as a name.
0: Shadow Clan's metal. Um, hollow Belly looks between the two of them. He says things are different now. Featherpaw asks what he means what's going to happen
1: (laughs) i forgot you were here man i'm so
0: sorry (laughs) hollow belly ignores him and continues to talk to mole pelt he says there's no reason for shadow clan to be punished what happened was long ago the medicine cat code will keep the clan safe i guess he's being like we forbid them to have babies so this baby won't happen Molepelt growls that Hollow Belly is a fool. The medicine cat code can do nothing to save the clans.
1: Yeah, and also, you guys, like, you've seen the- If you guys have seen this far into the future, you've seen the many, many, many times that that whole, like, oh, they can't have children or no sleeping with other people from other clans thing gets actively broken.
0: All the time. So Hollowbelly turns to Featherpaw. Please don't say anything about this. Hollowbelly says there's no need to spread alarm. Not when the future is lost and mist, even to Star Hollow Hollowbelly tells Featherpaw to promise him he won't tell any of his clanmates. Promise on the lives of his ancestors. Featherpaw blinks and whispers that he promises.
1: So we're just gonna... Wait... We're going to give you, we're going to give you this and you be- don't tell anybody. It's like, it's their whole job. Well, I mean, like,
0: Star Clan is just a bunch of cats. True. You know, like, it is just all the cats. They're just dead. They, there's nothing else special about them except that they're dead. And I guess they know these prophecies. So I kind of like the idea of one kind of going rogue and being like, Ooh, I gotta tell him, you know, when, like, nobody else has agreed to this.
1: That is fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so Hollowbelly nods and thanks him and tells him to go well. He then nudges Molepelt to his feet and leads him away into the trees. Featherpaw just stares after them. Then he scrambles from beneath the holly bush back out into the sunlit clearing. Even if Mole was telling the truth, it makes no sense, Featherpaw says out loud. How can Thunderclan be threatened by a Shadowclan medicine cat? Hmm.
1: My child, you may need more imagination.
0: <laughs> well, would you like to hit me with a cat fact before we uh, get I to would chapter love... one? I'd love to. I'm going to send you a picture, a picture, a picture. I'm going to
1: send you a picture. I'm gonna send it now. here comes the picture the picture the picture here is the picture. I've sent it to
0: you now. oh so it looks like a message me
1: but it's actually a colorized black and white photo um
0: oh the best of both worlds yeah
1: well, we are gonna talk about uh cats with careers again um <gasps> Yay! Yeah, one of my faves. Um, And since it is back-to-school time for so many folks, um, it seems like a good time to talk about a classroom cat. So, Yeah, tell me. One school day in 1952 at Elysian Heights Elementary School in Echo Park, California, a skinny five-year-old tabby sauntered into Room 8, the 6th grade classroom. Well, the students were so happy, so pleased about this update, because yes. um, this cat just, like, plopped down on one of their desks and was like, hi, I go to school, ha, ha, ha. The teacher was like, all right, um, this cat really cannot stay. And the kids were like, oh, but, like, look at him. He's, like, so skinny and sad looking. <laughs> and the teachers were like, oh, that's fair. Okay, we'll give the cat some milk and then, you know, we'll, the cat will have to go. Um uh the students eventually went out for recess, only to return to their classroom with their lunch boxes opened and rifled through. There was one suspect. <laughs> but despite this, uh the students gladly shared their lunch with the cat. Um and he That's ate it good. all right up. Um and after that he took a nap and then went on his way. And they're like, All right, so that was fun. That was an interesting afternoon, but that was, you know, probably you know a one-time event. Yeah. However, the very next day he returned. And the day after that, and the day after that, and for 16 years. Uh
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was some good lunches there. There,
1: He was like, that ham sandwich was delicioso. I'm living here now. Um, He quickly became a fixture at the school and was lovingly named Room 8. Oh, Room 8. Yes. <laughs> the students like, well, he loves roommate, so that has to be his name, and all of the else like, roommate. Right, yeah, and eight. <laughs> well, I love when kids name stuff. It's so good. Um uh, And that was his favorite classroom, the sixth grade classroom. Ah. Um,
0: uh,
1: he had a very specific schedule. Um, he seemed to understand that school was not year-round. Um, no one was quite sure for a while where he went and in, like, the evening and holidays. Uh, but at the end of summer vacation, he did always return back to the class. Um, oh, as he did get older, uh, he was cared for by the Nakano family. They lived, like, right next to the school, Um Oh, that's and nice. so they were like his mean caretakers, uh that family and another uh, family. Um, but he would often escape from their house <laughs> to the unknown. But he was, you know, very happy to stay at their place during like the winter and, um, you know, during uh, bad weather. And he really loved the school. He like loves children. Um, always ensuring to be there on class picture day and graduation day. Um, there's several photos of him in the classroom and uh, during these graduation photos, um, his care became a special privilege for students, uh, some of them being elected as the cat feeder or even the cat (gasps) remover, uh, you know, if room eight got a little too rambunctious in the middle of activity, one of them would, you know, pick them up and put them somewhere else. Um, yep. And. Sounds good. (laughs) But mostly, Room 8 was very well-behaved. His hobbies included napping, and he also loved to smell the flowers in the school garden. Um, Aww. And even though he was well-behaved, there was a story about a student bringing in his pet trapdoor spider and the spider, before the end of the day, going missing from its container. <laughs> and roommate was like, that uh, wasn't me. And everyone's like, you definitely probably ate that spider. Um, but it was never proven, so. Yeah. Never proven, hey? <laughs> His consistent presence at the school brought him attention uh local newspaper reporters would gather to see him return at at the end of summer uh his story was eventually covered both locally and nationally by newspapers and magazines um he even had his paw prints embedded into the cement by the school uh watched over carefully Uh, by the school's caretaker and one of roommate's good friends sam ross uh who also uh, he had the responsibility of bringing him over to the Nakano family um uh, you know oh. getting him across the street safely yeah uh, with the fame uh, came the letters roommates started receiving at least a hundred letters per day um, from all across oh. the world so there was now another student role. Uh, the secretary and so the classrooms they would you know practice their writing and write back on to these letters that they received um that's so
0: fun
1: so two teachers from the school virginia finley and beverly mason eventually published a children's book called a cat called roommate documenting a story which i had the pleasure of reading it is on the internet archive um which i will have linked um it was it was like printed like six times um it's pretty hard to get like an actual copy but there are like scans of it Mm. um and you know check out local library perhaps they have a copy yeah um and uh it was like it was published in the 60s so it was very much during his uh when he was uh alive um and as he got older he had a few health scares he got cat pneumonia and one bad ear injury from a cat fight um (gasps) oh
0: room eight
1: no but he was a spry 21 years old when he passed um
0: yeah wow
1: yeah it it was a difficult day for the whole school um his obituary was printed in the los angeles times taking up three columns which rivals like politicians and celebrities when they pass (laughs) um and uh the school remembered him with a mural and there is art etched in cement still visible today for, with like messages and memorials from the students, um, you know, talking about roommate oh. and how much they loved him. Um, he was buried at the Los Angeles Pet Memorial Park. Um, there is a poem uh, engraved on his uh, grave, along with the picture I sent you, Maureen, which you guys will see in the sources. Mm-hmm. Um, that's his official portrait that was taken that is on his grave. Um, And you can visit this in person or on findagrave.com. So I will also have that linked. Uh, Like a thousand people have left flowers, digital flowers on his grave. Um, And people leave real flowers on his grave because he did love to smell flowers.
0: Um, Oh, that's so sweet. I love this little guy.
1: Yeah, his life also inspired uh, the Room 8 Memorial Cat Foundation Foundation. which is a local no kill shelter in California. Um, it was actually founded by Hetty L. Perry um, in the 80s and into uh, the 90s. Uh, it still exists today. Uh, Hetty actually never met Room Eight, but when she read about his story, uh, she like all right when i open up my uh shelter i'm gonna name it after him which she did um which is uh she was known as the cat lady of pasadena so she was a california native much like room eight so she decided to keep his story alive this way um but yeah there's been a lot of art created for room eight um along with the book uh his uh life also inspired a uh musical number um In, uh, it it was not a necessarily, it was in a, um, Leo Kotke, he, he wrote an instrumental called Roommate, uh, that's on his 1971 album, uh, Mudlark, so, uh, and there's also so much artwork that students made that's still at the school and that you can find photos of online, so, all of that you can find in the links. Um, but yeah, he was a very beloved cat and a very good cat, a very good classroom pet.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so sweet! Gosh, I wish we had a cat that walked into our class. In the
1: nineteen thirties, all we time, had was I think, a mouse. When it comes to uh, like animals just walking in, I mean, someone was able to bring yeah. their trapdoor spider to school, which I don't know. You probably do that nowadays, but like. Very different conditions. You have to be careful. Yeah. I, the photos are so cute though. Um, it, it, the LA Times did a retrospective on him. Um, and they have a lot oh. of the photos archived of him. Uh, and there's just, just this one I want to show you of him, like, leaning up on this person, this kid's desk. And like, I know kids' desks are small, but it's like, that's a big cat. That's a big boy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I can find it, uh, but his grave memorial is really cute, and the uh, artwork around Aww. the school is gorgeous. Um, and definitely check out the Elegy to Room Eight School Cat. That's the poem that's printed on his grave, um, and it's very, um, it's very nice.
0: <sighs> are you ready for chapter one?
1: Yeah, that was a very bombastic. That was a crazy prologue. Like usually the prologues are. Got kind of formulaic, but that one was like, hey kid, want to know a secret? <laughs> D- go, dude, don't tell him that. It's like not the right time. Also, he's not even from our clan. <laughs> what is he going to do? It, it has to do with a bow aim, doesn't it? <laughs> I love these two. I need him to kill a kid. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, it's your first time in Star Clan. <laughs>
0: uh, we have some news for you. Shadow Clan warriors attack Yellow Kit burst out of the nursery and hurtled across the Shadow Clan camp. Her littermates, Nutkit and Rowan scurry after her.
1: Nutkit
0: Nutkit
1: and Scurry Kit Rowan. Rowan Kit.
0: They All are right, so
1: Yellow Kit, Nutkit, and Rowan Kit. I think I know which one's the favorite child.
0: <laughs> they're pretending a pinecone is a wind clan warrior stealing their prey
1: nut nut is a great start for a warrior name because it has so much potential but it is pretty rough for your first two names like nutkit and nutpaw are rough names to have i really thought yeah. i hope this cat makes it to adulthood because i need to know <laughs> I'm not saying it's a it's a, a bad suffix. I just I think it, it it's a it's a um, prefix. It it's a seed.
0: No, it's a nut.
1: I yeah. That's like anyway. <laughs> give it time to grow.
0: They look around for more Wind Clan warriors after defeating the Pine Cone. They spot the elders across the clearing and scamper up to them. Win Clan warriors yellow kit addresses them trying to sound as dignified as cedar star their clan leader do they agree that shadow clan is the best of all clans or do they need to feel their claws in their fur to persuade them little bird tells them no they are far too fierce for them they don't want to fight Rowan Kit asks if they promise to let their warriors cross Clan territory when they like. We promise, says Silverflame, who is the mother of Yellowfang's mother. So this is Yellowfang's grandma. Phew, what, her name's Silverflame? Yeah. God, God right. her
1: I mean, Clan has some sick names, so, and they always seem to really pull yeah. out all the stops for these, uh...
0: Super additions, Yeah. Yeah. Well, Silver Flame pretends to look scared. Lizard Fang cringes away in fear. He says Shadow Clan is much stronger than us Wind Clan warriors. Oh, uh, I,
1: I want this is great because now that we're in Shadow Clan, I get to know if you guys um, also have consistent uh, affairs with your neighbors.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's find out. Yes, Yellow Kit cheered, bouncing up in the air. Shadow Clan is the best. She leaps on her brother Nutkit and they roll around. And Yellow Kit thinks gleefully that she's going to be the best warrior in the best clan in the forest.
1: I'm so sad for you. You beautiful child. Yeah. I mean, baby. They kick her out, don't they? Like, they kicked her out, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. Let's keep going. Your
1: son kind of ruins everything for you. That sucks.
0: She tells Nutkit to be a Clan warrior. She knows some awesome battle moves. Battle moves? Her? She's only a kit, a scornful voice says. It's Ragged Kit and his littermate, Scorch Kit. And what are you? Yellowkit demands facing him. Yeah, He and Scorchkit were still kits last time she looked. Raggedkit retorts that they'll be apprentices soon, and it'll be moons and moons before Yellowkit starts training. Yeah, Scorchkit says. They'll be warriors by then. Yeah,
1: and you'll die before me. I just know that. I just know the future. You will die before me.
0: And we know, um, this is, this is daddy. Wait, who is this? I actually don't know that. Who is this? Uh, Ragged Star.
1: I'll be honest, I forgot who the dad of the kid was.
0: Oh, I guess I could have kept it a surprise, couldn't I have? Ah, nah, uh, I we, mean, we already know I, this. She, someone, Yellowfang, I honestly, already said this. in your dreams Rowan Kit bounds up to stand next to her sister Nutkit flanks her other side there are rabbits who would make better warriors than them Rowan Kit says scorch Kit crouches ready to leap at them Wow and why ragged are these, Kit why, stops why him with his tail. Tweens,
1: like being so mean <laughs> to children
0: because they are also children
1: yeah that's true I, I used to be scared of the eighth grade hallway
0: Oh, yeah. Ragged Kit stops him with his tail. He says loftily that they aren't worth it. Come on, runts. They'll show them some real battle moves. The two older kits practice their battle moves, and as annoyed as Yellow Kit is, she also admires them. Her paws itch to practice what she was seeing, but she knows her and her littermates would only be sneered at. (laughs) <laughs> Nutkit nudges her. Let's go see if there are mice in the brambles. Raggedkit says they won't catch any, even if there are. Nutkit bristles. He wasn't talking to Raggedkit. Kitty pet. Nutkit hurls the insult at Raggedkit. And all five of them freeze. Yellowkit's heart is pounding. Like her littermates, she had heard the elders gossiping about who had fathered Raggedkit and Scorchkit.
1: Oh!
0: They would ask one another if it was true that Featherstorm's mate had been a kitty pet. Because apparently young Featherstorm had often strayed into two-leg place and she'd never been obviously close to any of the toms in the clan so this is who they have affairs with i got to look right at by the by map the again place. i have the
1: old map still thankfully um yeah they are re- they are in two. they're right next to two leg place yep wait oh this is the new map where's the old oh. map
0: there it is okay god it was just was found it color-coded it doesn't show it really on this map does it no but apparently probably where the the key is or whatever they're supposed to be the, I mean, the, you can see the like the farm. city Wait. yeah i mean the city like bumps up against them i think more of yeah if it's kind of and a that's city where Scourge came from you can see it kind of moving away from thunder clan um Okay. Well, if that makes sense. All right. Poor Shadow Clan. You can't even have
1: affairs with their neighbors.
0: <laughs> but Yellow Kit knew that this was something that should never, ever be said out loud.
1: So, who said it again? I'm N- sorry. Nutkit. Nutkit.
0: Nutkit. I mean, Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit were being
1: yeah but like if someone's mean to me i don't yell a slur at them you know you don't say something that's like 10 times you know like when you have fights with your friends or with your siblings like you know will be hurtful to them and you don't say that thing even if you are mad at them you know
0: yeah ragged kit takes a step towards nut kit stiff-legged with fury What did he call them? Ragged Kit snarls, his voice dangerously quiet. Nutkit's eyes are wide and scared, but he doesn't back down. Kitty pet, he says again. Ragged Kit growls, and Scorch Kit flexes his claws. Neither of them look like a soft kitty pet, and Yellow Kit braces herself to defend her brother. Nutkit. It's their mother, Brightflower. Her tail swishes in annoyance. Nutkit, she says, if he can't play sensibly, then he'd better come back here.
1: Brightflower is a mom calls,
0: name. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, out of all of the Super Edition moms, they have all been flowers. We had oh Moonflower, uh, Rainflower, and now Brightflower.
1: I'm, I want to meet a male cat who has flower as a suffix now.
0: Yeah, this feels kind of like a stereotype. Yeah. Where's like? blood
1: flower? Where's tough flower? Where's I eat rocks flower?
0: <laughs> she calls Yellow Kit and Rowan Kit back as well. She won't have them fighting. Nut mutters that it's not fair as he scuffs his paws on the way to the nursery. They started it.
1: Do you remember what it was being Rowan Kit whispers.
0: Nutkit. Yeah, Nutkit. Rowan Kit whispers that they're just stupid kitty pets. As Yellow Kit ducks into the nursery, she looks back. Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit are glaring at them, and the force of Ragged Kit's anger scares her and fascinates her at the same time. Which is not really a good sign, girly.
1: Yeah, uh, she's a little toxic. It's fine. I mean, you're also like five. Chill out.
0: Behind that anger, Yellowkit senses something else. A black space echoing with fearful questions. And she thinks of her own father. Brackenfoot told his kit stories of patrols and gatherings and let his kit scramble all over him to play. Yellowkit loves him, and she wants to be like him. And she wonders what it must be like to not know who your father is. Especially if every cat seems to think he was a kitty pet. Yellowkit realizes that Raggedkit's eyes were locked on hers. Was it Jake? Oh, no. He's not alive yet. (laughs) No. Or is. He (laughs) is. With a squeak, she ducks into the nursery after her littermates.
1: She loves, seeing. You know, she loves she, that, like, whole thing. She's like, I see a darkness in you. It's like, all right, Bella. All right, Twilight. God. <laughs> I know what you are. You have daddy issues. And he's like, all right. That's, all right, girl.
0: You are. A baby. Yeah. Like I mean, it, there's nothing really, like, romantic about it, like, at this point, but we just, like, know how that story ends, yeah, you know? just curious, but so.
1: we know how this develops, so it feels weird.
0: Three days later, Yellowkit still feels uneasy around Raggedkit and Scorchkit. She's been trying to avoid them around camp. Nutkit is bored. He wants to play in the warrior den. Yellowkit asks if he's mouse-brained the warriors would rip their pelts off. Nutkit teases her that she's a scaredy mouse, and then he dares her to go peek under the bush. And Yellowkit cannot back down from a dare, right? Uh, Yeah. Yellowkit is about to scamper across camp when Rowankit stops her. Don't do it. Brightflower is watching them. Brightflower and Brackenfoot are by the fresh-kill pile sharing a vole, and in between mouthfuls, Brightflower was turning to check on her kits. <laughs> These little menaces.
1: <laughs> she's like, I know, you guys are chaotic. I know this.
0: Yellow Kit feels a wave of affection for her mother, and she's glad that she looks like Brightflower. She saw her reflection in a puddle once, and it was like she was looking at a mini copy of her mother. That's so of course cute. So pure. Of course, Yellow Kit is gray, while Brightflower is an orange tabby. But they shared the same broad, flat face, snub nose, and wide amber eyes. Yellowfang thinks that she wants to be just like Brightflower and just like brackenfoot a warrior and a queen she'll have lots of kits and bring them up to be great warriors of shadow clan uh, oh, god like, dang girl you're not even out of the nursery let's not think about kits
1: i know but like it's also similar to the dreams that like the one ca- cats have where they're like oh, i've got to be leader But, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's normal for little kids to be like, I'm gonna be a mom, or I'm gonna be a dad. You know, it's not, like, so weird. She's a little girl. No, yeah. But, like, girls, slow down. Yeah, no, no. She's getting ahead of herself. I mean, we know how the story goes. And obviously, we
0: know Uh, what she does have.
1: Yeah.
0: She (laughs) has an idea for a game.
1: (laughs) It is interesting that her ambition is to be, like, a great warrior. She's not like, I want to be leader, which is, like, what every other person is thinking when they're this age.
0: So Yellowkit has an idea for a game. They can pretend to be her kits and she'll teach them how to catch frogs. Rowankit agrees enthusiastically and Nutkit rolls his eyes but took a seat next to Rowankit. Yellowkit hisses. She's never seen such untidy kits. Rowankit purrs in amusement and Nutkit says this is a dumb game and adds that her pelt isn't so great either. Yellowkit swats him over the ear and tells him not to speak to his mother like that. And then she starts teaching them how to catch a frog.
1: (laughs) She's forcing her brothers to play house. That's so real.
0: (laughs) Brightflower makes her way over, her eyes warm and amused. She says it looks like a good game. And she tells Yellowkit that she'll make a great queen one day. And a warrior, Yellowkit insists bright flower bright flower purrs of course if that's what she wants but like isn't that that's how it usually works so like queen is like her
1: mom had like a mild dream maybe she knew she was gonna be a medicine (laughs) gat
0: it is and she'll be the best
1: I, I know our, our career options are limited here, but I I, I like that yeah. bright uh, flowers.
0: Like, don't limit yourself. Dream your dreams. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just I just mean that usually, like queens are warriors. You know, yeah. like they have to take up they take their maternity leave, of course, right. as they are entitled. But you know, still a warrior. It's
1: messed up that warrior clans have better um, like parental rights than some countries, right? Anyway,
0: <laughs> Ye- Yellow Kit stops speaking when Cedar Star emerges from his den. He leaps onto the clan rock and calls for the clan to gather. Brightflower leads her kits to sit next to their father. Sage Whisker, the medicine cat, slides out of her den and takes a seat. Cats settle around to listen. Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit come out of the nursery. Their mother, Featherstorm, follows. Their pelts gleam and they pace proudly across camp to stand at the front of the gathered cats. Yellowkit realize what's happening. They're being made apprentices, and Yellowkit thinks that they look so grown up. Her and her littermates will have to wait four more moons to become apprentices. Cedar Star looks down on Raggedkit and Scorchkit and begins the ceremony Yellowkit squirms, trying to make herself comfortable. Her hind paw is tingling as if she'd just stepped on a thorn. She lifts her foot to try and see it. Cedarstar stops speaking and looks down on her. Brightflower hisses at her to stop wriggling. Yellowkit wails that she has a thorn in her paw. and Brightflower tells her daughter to let her look. She snaps that there's nothing there. Stop fussing and listen to Cedar Star.
1: Yeah, okay, they're cats. I'm, they're children. I don't know why Cedar Star is being weird about this. But...
0: Yellow Kit realizes that all her clanmates are staring at her. Oh, crap. She mutters an apology and hangs her head. But her paw still hurts. She grits her teeth and tries to ignore it. Cedar Star starts the ceremony again. It's time for Ragged Kit and Scorch Kit to begin their training, and a murmur of appreciation goes through the cats. But Yellow Kit also hears Toad Skip murmur into Arch-Eye's ear, training half-kitty pets. They'll be making hedgehogs into apprentices next. Yellow Kit bristles, wow. but it doesn't look like Scorch Kit or Ragged Kit overheard them. The two of them look as if they are going to burst with pride. Raggedpaw is given to Brackenfoot to mentor, and Yellowpaw feels a twin. Kit, sorry, Yellowkit feels a twinge of jealousy. Now her father will be spending more time with Raggedpaw than he does Yellowkit. Aww. Oh. <laughs> she says, "I want to spend time with my daddy." I my
1: dad. I want him to hang
0: out with me. <laughs> <laughs> Scorchpaw is made Crowtail's first apprentice. The clan cheers their names and press in to congratulate them. Yellowkit hangs back with her littermates. Nutkit says they're not so great. Just wait until they're apprentices. Now that the meeting was over, Yellowkit examined her foot again. think it's her back foot so she's like stretching out her little peat and like spreading those beans oh so cute that's gotta be so (laughs) cute pal was doing that the other day he's just like really getting between those toes oh Oh, i love it so sweet when
1: they chomp 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 at them
0: oh yeah uh the pain is still throbbing in her paw but she can't find the thorn it hurt so much that she couldn't put it on the ground. Maybe she should go see Sage Whisker. She goes towards the medicine den on three paws. As she does, a hunting patrol returns. Mudclaw is telling Lizard Stripe to see Sage Whisker about her thorn. Lizard Stripe seems irritated, but she says she's on her way. This is the last time she goes chasing mice under a thorn bush. She limps past Yellowkit into the medicine den. Yellowkit waits outside the den until Lizardstripe emerges. She's walking almost normally now. and She thanks Sagewhisker over her shoulder. And Sagewhisker says to come back tomorrow so she can check that it's not infected. Yellowkit stumbles forward, ready to tell Sagewhisker about the thorn in her own foot. But when she puts her paw on the ground, the pain is gone. The thorn must have fallen out. She doesn't see it on the ground, but it doesn't hurt anymore, and that's what matters.
1: Did she feel the pain of the other cat?
0: I'd probably fall out. Her littermates call to her from near the Elder's den. They found a family of foxes, and they need to drive them out of camp. For a heartbeat, Yellowkit believes them but then realize that this is a game. The elders will make very scary foxes. Silverflame peers out of the elder's den, baring her teeth. She hisses that this is their den. Stay away or she'll feed them to her cubs. Little Bird tells Silverflame to attack them. She fancies a nice fat kit. Yellow Kit hurls herself at Silverflame, who bats at her with soft paws her littermates go after the other elders. Yellowkit and Silverflame roll out into the clearing. Yellowkit ends up on top, clinging to Silverflame's soft belly fur. She asks if Silverflame gives in. No more eating cats. No more, Silverflame promises. Silverflame lets out a gusty sigh. Go on, she says. Her old bones won't stand for much more of this. Yellowkit bounces off her and Silverflame shakes her pelt, panting as she catches her breath. She blinks affectionately at Yellowkit. Well thought, little one. She can see that Yellowkit is going to be one of the best warriors in ShadowClan. And Yellowkit thinks that Silver Flame is right about that. Her chest fills with pride. Watch out, foxes. Yellowkit finds it hard to sleep that night. She had often complained about the nursery being too crowded, but now that Scorchpaw and Raggedpaw were gone, it felt oddly empty. Featherstorm had moved back to the warrior's den. All that was left was Yellowkit's mother, her littermates, and Poolcloud, whose kits would be born soon and was snoring very loudly. Brightflower chides her for fidgeting. So yellowkit curls up and wraps her tail over her nose, and she hopes StarClan sends her a good dream. She falls asleep only to wake up again with a start. It's dawn. Brightflower and Rowankit are curled up together, but Nutkit was squirming in his bedding, letting out soft moans of pain.
1: Oh no! Nut Kit, Kit, no! 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 Nutkit!
0: Yellowkit realizes a heaviness in her belly had woken her. Pain shoots through it every couple seconds. Nutkit's belly must be hurting, too. She prods her brother and asks him. And he asks how she knows. Yellowkit says her belly is aching, too. She winces as another so cramp clenches her way stomach. How find
1: out that you're a medicine cat? You just have, like, crazy empathy? Like, physical empathy? I feel so bad for her. Like, everyone else has just been like, you, you, well, let's be fair. The other medicine cats we've seen sees literal ghosts, something none of them else are being able to do. Like. Yeah. Our girly, our girly, um, leaf pool has had the chillest experience and hers has not been chill at all.
0: No. Yellow Kit says they need to tell Brightflower. She can get Sage Whisker. No, Nut Kit says, eyes wide with alarm. Yellowkit, don't please, he says. Why not, Yellowkit asks, eyes narrow. You're going to die for the story. What has he been up to? Before he can answer, Brightflower raises her head and twitches her whiskers in annoyance. Would they settle down? This isn't time for playing you. But she stops, and she looks more intently between Nutkit and Yellowkit. What's the matter, she asks. Moms, no. She's like... She knows. Yellowkit says their bellies are hurting, and her words end in a low wail of pain. Please get Sagewhisker. But Brightflower was already up and sniffing her kits. She asks if they've been eating something they shouldn't. They need to tell her quickly. Sagewhisker will need to know. No, I... But Nutkit is interrupted by a gasp of pain. And when he can speak again, he confesses. He found a dead sparrow in the brambles yesterday. Bro. He only tasted it to see what it was like. (sighs) Nutkit. Brightflower sighs in exasperation. He knows what she's told him about eating crow food. And Yellowkit, too. How could they be so stupid? Yellowkit protests, but she didn't eat crow food. Brightflower looks at her sternly. Eating crow food is bad, but lying about it is worse.
1: She's right. If if, fit, kit- if you weren't right, you know.
0: <laughs> Yellowkit feels hot indignation almost drive out the pain. She insists that she's not lying. She didn't even see the stupid sparrow. Nutkit, tell her. Nutkit says he didn't see Yellowkit there, but his words turn into a groan.
1: Brother's food poisoning. Let's go. We can't argue about this.
0: Brother asks how Yellowkit would have gotten a bellyache if she didn't eat it. Her tail tip twitches angrily. She's very disappointed in both of them, especially Yellowkit. She tells them to come outside so they don't disturb Rowan Kit or Pool Cloud. She'll get Sage Whisker. Yellowkit doesn't argue anymore as she flops down beside her brother. Nutkit murmurs that Kit better tell Bright Flower the truth about eating the sparrow. She's just making it worse for herself. For the last time, she didn't eat any dodgy sparrow. Yeah, I'm not the one Yellow who was Kit eating snaps. garbage.
1: You were. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: trash child. I love you, Nutkit. Nutkit's my favorite now. <laughs> she has more sense than that. And Nutkit doesn't look like he believes her.
1: Brightflower brings about, Sage What talking about? More whisker. sense than that? You're the one who was eating garbage.
0: No, Yellowkit says she oh. has more sense. I. She's like I have more sense. I'm. Sm- I know not to eat trash. Unlike Nutkit. Brightflower brings Sage Whisker to them. Kits, she exclaims. If it's not one thing, it's another. Do they have no sense? Yellow Kit asks what she's giving them. Is Sage Whisker going to make them sick to get the bad stuff out? Sage Whisker gazes at her intently. That's exactly what she's going to do. And this is the herb we need for it yarrow. Brightflower asks if they'll be okay, and she's Sage like, Whisker innate, assures innate her that they'll be fine. Knowledge? Yeah, looks like it.
1: She didn't have to. She didn't have to go to any ghosts in her dreams for that, huh? She's Sage that Whisker good. tells
0: them that just that good. Sage Whisker tells them that she wants them to eat this yarrow. It will make them sick, then their belly will feel a whole lot better. Nutkit glares at the leaves. Are they yucky? Sage Whisker nods. They are pretty yucky, she admits. But would he rather have a yucky taste or the bellyache? So Nutkit says, okay, he'll eat them. Brightflower tells him not to do it here. They don't need a mess outside the nursery. She picks him up by the scruff and carries him towards the edge of camp. Sagewhisker follows with the yarrow, and Yellowkit staggers behind them. Pain roiled through her insides. Sagewhisker sets the leaves down. Nutkit hesitates, but Yellowkit laps them up, wincing at the bitter juice. Yuck, she gasps, gagging as she tried to swallow. She's able to get it down and almost at once felt her belly heave. She vomits up some slime, gross, and licks her lips trying to get rid of the taste. And Nutkit does the same. Sage Whisker says Brightflower can take them back to the nursery to sleep. They can have some milk, but no food today. She'll come to check on them later. Brightflower thanks her and tells her kits to let this be a lesson. No more crow food. But she didn't eat the crow food. Yellowkit feels the indignation surge up again. It's not fair. Why won't any cat believe her? Brightflower hisses. No more. She won't punish Yellowkit for lying this time because she suffered enough but don't let it happen again. Brightflower grabs Nutkit by the scruff and heads off to the nursery. Yellowkit follows, her head down, her tail drooping. Her belly is sore from the vomiting, and she could still taste the bitter yarrow. But what made her really miserable is the thought that her mother believes she's a liar. I
1: mean, yeah, it sucks. But also you have a magical ability no one has realized yet, so.
0: Yellowkit pushes out of the nursery. She's bored. Nutkit is still asleep, exhausted from his disturbed night and upset belly. But Yellowkit feels fine, except her belly growls with hunger. Brightflower had just reminded them that Sage Whisker said not to eat anything until tomorrow. Yellow Kit does not think she's gonna last that long. She looks around the clearing. Warriors are sharing tongues, elders are gossiping, silver flame is talking with Lizardfang, fang, and Yellowkit's heart swells with love for the old she cat. But she doesn't go over for a story because she'd then she'd have to listen to Lizard Fang talk about all the Wind Clan warriors he'd chased off. Rowan Kit is playing by herself in the clearing, but Yellow Kit doesn't feel like joining her. She wishes she could go explore the territory like Ragged Paw and Scorchpaw. Yellow Kit tries to look like she isn't going anywhere special, you know, just walking. but she pads across camp to the fresh kill pile she feels so hungry she has to have something to eat especially if she's gonna sneak out of camp one little mouse couldn't hurt
1: wait why are we sneaking out of camp i missed that
0: she's she wants to go explore the territory like ragged paw and scorch paw this isn't a bad idea hey yellow kit hey yellow kit Yellowkit jumps. Guilty. It's Sage Whisker, sunning herself outside her den. Nothing until tomorrow, the medicine cat warns her. She's surprised Yellowkit can even think about eating yet. Yellowkit says she's starving. Well, why doesn't Yellowkit come help her with a few things? All the apprentices are out and she needs someone to give her a paw sorting herbs. It may help her take her mind off her empty belly. Okay, Yellowkit perked up. She liked the sharp herb scents. And she needs something to keep her from thinking about food. Sage Whisker leads her into the medicine den. She shows Yellowkit where she keeps the herbs. She digs little holes in the ground to keep them fresh and covers them with fern fronds, which is interesting.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Sage Whisker shows Yellowkit her marigold supply. The leaves are shriveled. Yellowkit can pick them up and pile them by the entrance, and she'll take out the rubbish later. Yellowkit gets to her job. The next hole has shriveled berries. Sagewhisker knows they are past their best, but they're so useful for belly aches and shortness of breath. She doesn't dare throw them away until the fresh ones are ready. Thanks, Starclan, it wouldn't be long now. Yellowkit nods and sniffs the berries. She says silver flame wheezes sometimes. Does sage whisker give her juniper berries? These are juniper berries. I don't think I said that before. They're juniper berries. Oh, okay.
1: I just thought she liked sage made with her innate magic skill.
0: No, sage whisker says she does. Yellowkit is learning fast, and Yellowkit feels proud. This is so useful to know about herbs and everything when she's a warrior. <laughs> Sage Whisker takes Yellow Kit hole by hole, teaching her what herb is is used for what and sorting out the withered ones. It would be very useful. Yeah, it, it would be. Everybody should know a little bit. Teaching her what each herb is used for in sorting out the withered ones for Yellow Kit to pile at the entrance. Once they're finished, Sage Whisker thinks. <sighs> These are going to be some hard names for me, yo. <laughs> Sage Whisker,, uh, blah, blah, blah. Once they're finished, Sage Whisker thanks her. Yellow Kit has been a big help. Yellow Kit says it was fun. She had no idea how much you had to learn to be a medicine cat. Sage Whisker asks how her belly feels. Yellow Kit says it's fine, but still empty. Sage Whisker touches Yellow Kit's ear with her nose. She'll remember to stay away from crow food in the future. And with a deep sigh, Yellowkit just mutters, yes, okay. There's no point in arguing. No cat is going to believe her. But if it wasn't the crow food, she wonders, what did make her belly ache like nut kits? Dun dun. Mm
1: -hmm. I think I know, but whatever. (laughs) so it's interesting it's interesting so far it's interesting that she has like this innate like sense and i wonder it's interesting it's not just her sibling you know because it was like that random warrior and she's like yeah (laughs) (laughs) we wouldn't have even known um yeah that makes it interesting if this is a skill that continues through her life what happens with her son Mm. um but uh yeah i'm excited i'm i'm happy we're starting uh with yellow Fang super edition um she's still my fave yeah. I, I haven't seen her obviously do terrible things in the undead world so uh still love her still care for her and um yeah i'm excited folks if you're excited um Then how about you follow us on social media? You can see more uh, photos of palamities on there uh, on our Twitter and Instagram, WCWITCast. Or you can also reach out to us via email at WCWITCast at gmail.com. If you want to help out the podcast monetarily, you can donate to our Ko-Fi coffee. It is linked in the description. But the best way to help out the podcast is to share it with a friend. Say hey! we're just a kid and life is a nightmare because we can feel our friends
0: pain (laughs) and it's a great place to start because we just started a new book yeah because i'm ember heart
1: and i'm tangled tongue
0: and this has been warrior cats what is that